0: the volume. Volume.
2: kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com.
1: Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling With Freddy?
3: You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked.
1: All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling.
3: Listen to Wrestling With Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: This episode is brought to you by Death on the Nile, exclusively in theaters Friday. The greatest detective of all time, Hercule Poirot, returns to solve another deadly case. Join Poirot on a wild ride down the Nile River promising luxury, intrigue, and murder. Grab your friends and get ready to solve this murder mystery on the big screen. Starring Kenneth Branagh and Gal Gadot. Premiering only in theaters Friday.
2: This episode is brought to you by
5: DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream...
4: The J-Boy Show is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet all the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. Uh, there's one. Uh, there's many reasons why I like using it. I mean, betting on the NFL, they're America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. But I love the fast payouts. I'm huge on that. And you get it as quick as two hours. That's tough to find and even harder to beat. Uh, and, you know... The convenience of it You know that there's a lot Going on there's a lot of Games whether it's live Betting whether it's Betting before the games You know the spread or You're taking the overs The unders they make it Unbelievably easy to use And the boosts the odds The specials that they Run uh, are unbelievable you Get risk-free bets and Same game parlays you get Enhanced odd markets and A ton more it's just a Win-win for everybody and If you're new just Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get Started now and sign up With the promo code JBOY that's J-B-O-Y Let them know that I Sent you 21 and older And President, Arizona Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1 888 789 quadruple 7 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1 800 gambler or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia. 1 800 270 7117 for confidential help in Michigan, Tennessee. Redline 1 800 889 9789 or visit www.1800gambler.net
1: in West Virginia. Live from the College Football Hall of Fame, welcome to the J-Boy Show on the volume. Presented by FanDuel and hosted by Jake Crane.
6: This is Roman Harper. This is Derek Stingley Jr. This is David Pollock, and you're watching the J-Boy Show. And you're watching the J-Boy Show.
1: And thanks for watching the J-Boy Show. <laughs>
4: Hope you brought your big gulp because it's Thirsty Thursday, people. Mm. Appreciate you guys joining us, as usual, live here from the College Football Hall of Fame. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button there uh, uh, that you see. Hit the like button. Turn on the notifications. Let's be efficient here. Uh, let's let's win the water cooler. Shout out to the Booster Club. You already know it. I say it every day. The greatest grassroots movement since roots. <laughs> like, li- uh, literally the thing that starts under the grass. Like it's. I don't think it starts before that. So the greatest grassroots movement since then, we're going to make sure we go to the Booster Club a ton today. We got a really good show. I'm going to get into it. Listen, I'm not here for the pleasantries. Okay. I want to get into it. We're going to start uh, with my monologue talking about this SEC bias argument. Uh, just give me a second. I'm going to get into it in a second. I'm going to get upset if I if, if I don't just get through the rundown. So I'm going to talk about that. Then Mike Scarbo is going to come in here and talk about how Brian Kelly's doing so far in the hiring process. Corey Raymond went to Florida. Huge pickup. Uh, for Napster, the Napster over there Billy Napier, that's the new nickname I know it kind of sounds a little bit different, but I'm working on it I've been in the lab, put liquid paper on a bee, it died But we're going to talk with him about that uh, Some of the moves, they got Bill Polian's son As uh, the special teams coach, how BK's doing things down there And then at 3-30, we're going to talk about We need to fix this signing day situation All right, We've got to move it from December, there's multiple reasons why And a lot of coaches want it, we either need to move it up Or we need to move it back to where it was We're going to dive into that, that has been a big topic Then Justin Hokinson's going to come on, talk some Auburn offensive coordinator search uh, A couple new names out there, the timeline, when's it gonna happen? Is Ryan Harson gonna call plays? And then we're gonna get to your questions. Alright, I want a ton of questions from the booster club. Start chopping your feet, booster club. Alright, we're gonna stay hot over yeah, there. I know it's already hot, but I want it to stay hot. Alright, Blaine, you're in charge of that. But first, I want to get into it and listen. Y'all know me, y'all know the show. Okay. I'm all for dissent. I'm all for good arguments. But let me let me emphasize good arguments. Echo Chambers will be the death of us all But we have guys who played at a very high level That were really good players That know football That are now in media Saying things that just aren't true That just factually aren't true And you've seen some guys Emmanuel Acho talking about how there's SEC bias And Georgia shouldn't be in And all this stuff I'm going to tell you what I told Michael Wilbon When he called Lane Kiffin a clown Same thing Michael Jordan said to everybody that guarded him Why are you reaching man? We keep re- there's plenty of stuff to talk about. We're not running out of stuff to talk about, but it really concerns me when smart football people, that played at a very high level, that their alma maters. Ran to the SEC faster than Augustus Gloop did to the Chocolate River. <laughs> Georgia, not, saying that Georgia shouldn't be in the playoff is not a take. That's not a take. And anybody that says the SEC, there's SEC bias. Let, 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 me show, let me show you what doesn't have Let me read facts for you That doesn't have bias Because this argument The one about, about Oh well the SEC is overrated And it's only two teams overrated. Okay you know what Let me read you some, some stats Some facts here Shout out to Peter Burns too Who put this out on, I thought it was fantastic The SEC has won 11 Out of the last 15 national championships All this, I'm, I'm about to do this in increments of 15 years We've gone to war with less than 15 years of data Okay it's true we put a man on the moon with less than 15 years of data. So, so, don't, so don't give me the, oh, it's just recent. This is 15 years. 11 out of the last 15 national championships. And the first thing they'll say is, oh, it's Obama. It's just all That's who it is. No, you're wrong. Four different SEC teams have won national championships through that 15 years. The next conference, you know who has the most? The ACC with two because Florida State had Jameis and a couple of monstars on the team. In 2013, And really, Auburn blew that game. You want to be honest. I watch Most draft picks in the NFL for the last 15 years. So according to you guys, half of y'all are the same ones that said, they'll never let Cincinnati in because it's an authoritarian regime. You know, y'all can compare it to Afghanistan. All of a sudden, since he gets in, y'all are mighty quiet. Now it's, oh, well, George and Bama should, and Cincinnati shouldn't have to play them. You can't have your cake and eat it too. It's okay to admit you're wrong, nobody's perfect. I wanna read you a definition of a word, meritocracy. The holding of power by people selected on basis of their ability. And the last 15 years, we know who has the ability because women lie, men lie, numbers don't lie. Stop with this song and dance. You don't just have to razzle-dazzle them. There's a lot better stuff out there we can be talking about. If you don't think Georgia should be in the playoff, I can't have a conversation with you. You might as well come out to me and say, you know what? Birds aren't real. <laughs> Birds aren't real. Water isn't wet. That is such a bad, to the victor go the spoils. And these are legitimate people that are smart. Yeah. That's the part that scares you the most. This isn't just random people making stuff up, you know, to try and do whatever. These are guys that played at a high level. That are still talking about this. And I'll go back to it. Some of y'all's alma maters. We're, were happier than a fat kid getting a ticket to the, to the Wonka factory. Jumping ship. Look at the draft. So apparently according to y'all. Not only is, are a ton of the, is there a ton of just SEC bias. I guess that all the NFL scouts are stupid. I guess they're dumb. Guys stop. Stop with this. I got 15 years. That if a prosecutor looked at this, they'd be like, I'm not trying this case. What? 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 It's starting to get ridiculous. I'm sorry that you can't, you haven't been able to conquer the SEC. I'm sorry. And people be like, oh, well, look, this team went eight and four this year. and this They play each other. I watched Emmanuel. i just say coming into the year. Coming into the year, there's SEC bias because, oh, a team beats the SEC? Well, they're supposed to lose. Well, guess what? The math adds up. The math adds up. Two plus two is four. 11 out of 15? 11 out of 15? We got to stop with this. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Y'all be the same people like, oh, there's Walmart bias in the grocery industry. Or there's Amazon (laughs) bias in the shipping industry. No, they're just the best at it. Nobody's coming in here saying the SEC is the best at, at mathematics. Nobody's saying that. But when it comes to college football, I'll tell all of y'all, and I'd love for y'all to come and show. And please try and convince me. But you're also going to have to try and convince me that we live on Pluto. <laughs> y'all got to stop reaching with this. It's getting ridiculous. you're almost telling on yourself. Either a, you're not, and I'm, I don't have all the answers. I've never said I have all, all the answers. And I've been on the, 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 the lower side, the minority of the argument in some of these things. But to say that, that they're just putting teams in because they're in the SEC, what season are you watching? What season are you watching? I went on a show today and a guy said, don't bet Bama because of recency bias. Of what, the last 10 years? Some of you guys just – you just need to stop. And you know what? It's okay to say, look, the SEC has been the most dominant. And to the victor go the spoils. Y'all have watched the playoff. Y'all have seen it, right? Name, who should be in instead of Georgia? It's a terrible argument, and I hate to be like that. But there's some stuff, I'm, I, I don't even like talking about it because it's so bad. That's like me, with, why to quote Joe Dirt. Why, why are Bushes bushy? Why is the sky blue? I don't, it just is. And there's, there's years of data. A decade and a half of data to tell you. But apparently it's just this huge conspiracy. I guess the earth's flat. I guess the earth's flat. Yeah, there's, there's just, you know, secret reptilians just walking around. Oh, there goes one, there goes one. What are y'all talking about? Mm. Y'all were the same ones that said they wouldn't let Cincy in. And then they let him in, and then you start trying to duck the smoke. The Notre Dame's been more biased to get in the playoffs of the SEC. Yeah, that's fact. what i Like, I, I, I don't get it. Does it not tell you when coaches are going, leaving high-level institutions to go to the SEC, yeah. some are not wanting to go to the SEC? Stop reaching. Just stop. Because you know what? This, is, this argument to me isn't – Blaine, you, you said it on the pre-show. It didn't even – read. this is a flagrant This is clear two. path. This is clear flagrant path too. two. Foul. This is a clear we're path We're shooting foul. two and getting the ball back, and then we're questioning your coach's ability to the, function on a the This It's a side clear lines. path foul. That's how bad this is. And it just worries me. We got Mark Emmert saying – we got smart people saying
6: dumb stuff. Crazy takes. Hey, if the SEC teams were making the playoff under fraudulent means, they would be getting blown out in the playoff. Yeah, they're running – Okay, that would point to fraudulent behavior. If they were – back when we crowned – Champions instead of making the playoff in the BCS and pre-BCS era, if you were just crowning all SEC teams, that would point to fraudulent behavior. All they do is get in there and win. (laughs) So the question of now, is two SEC teams in the playoff bad for college football? Here's why I'll tell you it's good for college football. What did it make Southern Cal go out and do? Yes. give the bag to Lincoln. What did it make Texas go do? Pluck Steve Sarkeesian said, we want to be relevant again. We want that. We want to be great. <laughs> and then went to the SEC. What did it make Miami do? Say, we're going to have to figure out, even without an AD, let's go get the guy we want, Mario Cristobal, because we want to win games.
4: I, I just want to bring one of the guys that say this on here and be like, all right, like Michael Scott, Like explain it to me like I'm eight years old. Yeah. And then have someone be like, all right, okay, explain now, it to yeah, me like, like I'm five years
5: old. <laughs> As you, see, you take the Conor McGregor right, right here. The champ apologizes to for nobody. Nothing.
4: Let me hear yeah, for nothing a, no, Listen, but my thing is, there's so much other great stuff we could be talking about, and y'all are talking about this. The rating's that low. y'all are talking about this. shit it's ridiculous. 11 out of 15, four different teams. And the argument of, well look, Tennessees, you know she's things up seven and five. Look, look, look they play in the same conference. Like, that's a horrible argument. 85, 90% of their games are in conference. That's math. There's no conference that has all undefeated teams. I hate to break it to you guys. And I want all of college football to be good. Yeah. But my brain can also process what's going on on the field. It's played on the field. Yeah. And Alabama winning all these national championships probably held other SEC
5: teams back from winning national
4: championships. Like this is this is again again let me read you the definition of meritocracy holding of power by people selected on basis of their ability isn't that how it should be isn't that how it should be so at the end of the day listen i understand wanting to debate things could you debate some parts of the SEC yes but to say but to to say that George is in the playoff be, just because they're in the SEC what season are you watching? That, that just just doesn't make any sense. I can do that. Gravity isn't real. Hold on. Let me jump up to the. Let me jump up to the ceiling, seventy-five feet above me, real quick. Hold on, guys. We'll Be right
6: back. Oh wait. Now I remember. Anytime you're having contests of skill, you want to see the best teams in, or the best players in, or the be- best whatever in. What's the Booster Club say, Blaine? Uh, we got a question here from WarDad, hashtag AskJable kinda wanna hit on
5: earlier
4: is why are we not hear anything about the Notre Dame bias. It's because look, Notre Dame's not it's almost a compliment to the SEC. It's like it's like when you're a kid and like you're like the boys are, are being mean to the girls because they like them secretly. That's what this is. That's what this is. And guess what? Some of y'all's alma maters liked them enough where they jump ship quicker than when the black pearl went underwater. So I don't want to hear it. Because y'all will be the same ones. In three, four years from now, when Texas and Oklahoma are having a fist fight their way through it, saying, Oh man, that, well, the SEC, it's the SEC, guys. They went eight and four because it's the SEC. You'll be the same ones. The same ones. What would solve this? A we'll solve this situation here. here expand the playoff, <laughs> and they'll be mad when four SEC teams. Oh, get, yeah. They'll be mad when the Final Four is all SEC. Team. It'll Watch. always be something. It'll always be something. That's the thing. It will always be something. What else does the booster club say? Got a
5: question here from Gregory Lawrence. What's up, Gregory? G-Law. Hashtag Ask J-boy, Do the OC vacancies in Oxford and Clemson put pressure on Harson to hurry
4: with a hire? Look, you, you, t- look. Timelines are timelines, but you got to make the best hire. Mm-hmm. You, it's the long play. It's the long play. So I would focus less on the timeline. Look, signing day is coming Tuesday, so it's, it's coming. But I would focus less on the timeline and more on the quality of who you're hiring, especially if they're calling the plays. So to me, you would rather wait a little longer and find the right guy than speed it up. And This isn't a rebound. You know, It's not like, oh, you just got to have a serious relationship. Oh, I'm gonna re-. This isn't a rebound play. This is a we have to set ourselves up for three, four years play. So I wouldn't focus as much on the timeline, and there's always pressure. But, yes, the more vacancies, the more leverage the people that are trying to fill those vacancies have, a of the people you're trying to bring in. So it's more about leverage than it is about timing, in my opinion. What else?
5: i uh, have got a comment here from Eric that apparently Lane Kiffin and Orkin are in talks
4: right now. Their AD confirmed himself. What do you think about that? I, look, Lane just signed that extension. Would I be shocked about anything? No, but here's my thing with Lane. You know, we talked about Miami being legitimate. I think there was a much better shot of him going to Miami than is Oregon. But especially in 2021, you never know what's going to happen. My thing is, does Lane want to finally shake the stigma of I'm just, you know, hopping from place to place? He built something yep. at FAU. He's building something special at Ole Miss. Does he want to get that stigma off of him? That's the question. Yep. If not, and he goes out to Oregon, okay. But to me, you know, Levy went to OU. You know, does that does that sway anything? I don't think so. I, I would be surprised if he did. But in, in this coaching world now with the way it is, is anybody surprised about anything, honestly? Can anybody really be surprised about anything?
5: What else we got? Uh, we got a question here from Will Hewitt. Hashtag asked uh, J-Boy, can you please get Canel on here and take him to the cleaners? Would be like taking candy from a baby.
4: Look, I, I like Danny respect Danny. I've reached out to Danny, have never heard back from Danny. And we've had some pretty big-time people on this show. Not saying he's scared to come on he may not have seen it I don't know You may not think I have the juice but I promise you we do but no I would love for them to come on because I want to hear it you know I'm going to be like Kanye on South Park when we're talking about the fish sticks joke I want you to explain it to me really just explain it to me because you know what you can't because it doesn't make any sense And Danny should be happy. Florida State was one of the teams that won in the last 15 years outside of the SEC. One of the four. It's just, (laughs) this argument sucks. Like, it it just does. How did we get here? How did we get here? How did we get to this point? I've said all the time. This is one of the reasons the aliens were halfway down. I'll be like, all right, here's disclosure. Then they heard that, and they just hit the the emergency brake. Like, wait a minute. Go back. Go back. Turn on the spinning gyro thing made out of mercury. Let's get out of here. So, anyway, speaking about getting out of here, let's get one of our favorites in here, Mike Scarborough from Tiger Bay. Let's talk a little LSU. There he is. Hey, Mike, is there SEC bias? Where? On this show? <laughs> No, no, I'm talking about for the only – I mean, you have people saying that the only reason Georgia got in is because they're in the SEC and that the SEC isn't as good as what people think they are, even though – hold on, I'll read you these numbers. 11 out of the last 15 national championships, four different SEC teams have won it, next most conference is two, uh, most draft picks by a conference the last 15 years. Grow up, Peter Pan.
7: But do we But do we also need to give a discount for Georgia just because their history of winning a lot of games and never doing anything big? Oh, Mike's coming in here Mikey. taking shots in Georgia.
4: <laughs> All right. Hey, Mike, I do, I do, though. I got to ask you, a lot of, a lot of LSU. I mean, I, are...
7: I'm watching that, that deal Saturday. I, I, I'm, in fact, I spend most of the day Saturday uh, with the BFF and her boyfriend, who is a, an Alabama uh, big, big fan, talking about how bad it's going to be for him to go ahead and load up on carbs at lunch because he might want to take a nap and sleep through it. And then we saw what happened. Oh,
4: yeah, and, and again, Typical you know Georgia.
7: Uh, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> Shots
4: fired. I can feel the I can feel our Georgia fans in the Booster Club. But, Mike, your overall thoughts on Brian Kelly so far, the hirings he's made, and some of the guys who have moved on. He's brought in Frank Wilson, uh, a guy that, that's very well-known in, in that region, really good recruiter. Bill Polian's son is special teams coordinator. But Corey Raymond goes to Florida. He lets Tommy Moffitt go. What are your thoughts overall on how Brian Kelly's doing it? Because this is BK, and he can have it his way.
7: Well, first of all, uh, Brian Kelly needs to come in and do what several coaches were unable to do. Uh, Les Miles came in and retained a lot of Saban people. Back when Saban came in, he, he kept a lot of people that were there since the Hallman years, and the DeNardo years. And so at no point in the last uh, 20 plus years has there been a thorough cleaning house. And I just, I find it comical to see some of the media guys locally Going berserk over Brian Kelly wanting to bring in his people because this staff this this football program has been desperate desperate need of if you want to I hate the word culture but they they he's got to get his own people in and I've been I've been saying that the house need to be clean uh I know a lot of former players are upset about Tommy Moffat. I get it the strength and conditioning coach is the guy you spend most of your time with he's a second mm-hmm. father figure and but I mean look what strength and conditioning coach nationally had more tenure uh, than Tommy Moffitt? Uh, what maybe the, the strength coach in Iowa, that got run off a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, maybe he might was, might've been right there with him, but who's been in, in any one place as a strength coach for, for several decades. Yeah, so, no. And, and, and yeah. Corey well, Raymond, well, I'm with look,
4: you, Mike. And, go ahead. Go ahead.
7: And here's the other thing on Corey Raymond. I give him big credit for Jamal Adams. I was at the, uh, the five-star challenge up in Chicago when he was up there and I'm getting calls from uh, staffers on the LSU staff. Who do you like? And I said, this kid, Jamal Adams, is everything. And LSU was, wasn't even really in the picture with him. And that was in May of that year. And Corey Raymond ended up getting him. But I'll say this. Every other defensive back that he signed at LSU was coming to LSU anyways. DBU was, was in place long before Corey Raymond. Mm. The best two defensive backs in LSU history patrick peterson and tyron matthew that was before Corey raymond then you got Corey webster and xenon and and on and on uh travis daniels uh the, the, craig the, steltz even some back growing trees in louisiana it's not a problem let Blaine, get the booster what?
4: club going go ahead
7: and, and, and by the way uh, let me tell you something else Corey raymond uh i like Corey, but good luck trying to come in louisiana wearing a blue and orange polo versus a purple and gold polo and pulling kids. It's not going to happen.
4: Mm. Yeah, I know. And, and there's been a lot of back and forth on on the Corey Raymond deal, uh, as we said. But I, I want to shift to OCDC, Mike. What are you hearing?
7: Uh, i just talking to some guys. I'm like, you know, we, we might have a couple of names for OC, but the one position, we've got nothing on DC. I mean, this is really? bad as Scott Woodward's coaching search uh, that led to Brian Kelly. It's just so quiet. Um, of course, on the on the OC front, we're um, we're thinking Den Brock is his name's out there, Todd Mankins' name's out there, mm. um, so we'll see. Now, you know, talking, was on yeah. LSU staff in 06, and he probably might have been the best staffer that Les Miles had that year.
4: How was how is the fan base reaction been to the process? Even though, guess what, it really doesn't matter. Like Nick Saban doesn't care what what the fans think; he's going to do it his way. Brian Kelly doesn't; uh, he's going to do it his way. How's the fan base kind of received Brian Kelly and his family?
7: Received him very well last week, uh, but earlier this week, people are starting to get antsy because you weren't seeing him, uh, you know, showing up on social media because he's in photos with fo- with, with recruits and and, mm-hmm. and and in high schools. But in the last 48 hours, that's changed. Um, you know, he was up in Streetport today at Kendrick Law. Of course, Saban was there two days ago. Uh, Frank Wilson was at Carr today. Uh, he was at uh, Lake Charles Prep yesterday. Emery Jones has been visited. Walker Howard's been visited. So I think that that started to set everything up. But I also think what's really important is that, you know, a lot of people are worried about the 22 class, but I think what they're doing is There's a few kids like Quincy Wiggins, Uh, you know, if they could flip Aaron Anderson, which would be huge, but that's going to be so, so difficult. Uh, I know Frank Wilson is going to visit Shaz Preston. He's probably there right now uh, at St. James. Uh, But I think if there's a kid, if there's some recruits out there that I don't know they are as huge as people think, the the high school guys, I think Brian Kelly and his staff went as many Numbers of spots available for the transfer portals they can get, right, yep. because I keep telling LSU fans the pain and suffering and the opt-outs or transfer portal guys of current roster kids that's not over with yet. I think that we haven't gotten to the bottom yet. It started with Max Johnson and a few others earlier uh, in the season, but I think there's more pain coming, and, I, and, and it's 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 going to upset people, and people going to want to. You know, go on Twitter and say I'm about to throw myself off a bridge and everything else they do, but uh, I, I think I think I think there's going to be more coming, and um, I, I can I, I really believe too that if, if, if LSU uh, or maybe they won't admit it or maybe but uh, there's no doubt in my mind there's that there's LSU officials that kind of wish that uh, they weren't in the Texas Bowl, that they weren't participating in a bowl, because we don't know what Garrett Nussmeyer is going to do now. Because if he plays, he burns a red shirt, and we've had strong debates no, the last man. few days. Yeah, you can't play him. I, 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 if, if, what would you do if you're Garrett Nussmeyer's? I wouldn't play. You could burn a
4: red shirt. Yeah, I wouldn't play. For Texas Bowl? No. No way. No, unless I'm so getting some, some oil in Texas. That's about the only way. Yeah, there, there's, there's no way, be but. Tons
7: of walk on Yeah, there's well, my thing is my. On the Go ahead. Field for
4: yeah, and, and, again, now, now I'm going to look at that line a little bit different. Let's uh, let's have to revisit that. But, no, I've heard the same thing, Mike, that this is oh, going to be, be huge. Oh, you better. Yeah. <laughs> you better look at
7: that line. Jump on it right now. I'm giving you inside dope.
4: There it is, Mike. There it is, Mike Scarborough underneath the radar. Uh, but, Mike, uh, you know, Max Johnson leaving all that stuff. But the transfer portal, I've heard that, too, is they are going to be heavy, 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 heavy on the transfer portal. My last question for you. What is an acceptable record year one for Brian Kelly to make LSU fans go? And, and I know undefeated, obviously, whatever, whatever. But what is an ex- What is the, the worst he can do where LSU fans would be like, you know what? I'm happy with that.
7: Seven and five.
4: Mm, okay, so there's a great. There's some great. There'll be some grace there.
7: Yeah, oh, no, there will be some grace. But does he how how well does he is he going to be in the transfer portal? Uh, right yeah. before going live with you, Polian's uh, tweeting out and, and uh, a graphic that's it's obvious. Like get ready, transfer portal. You know how big are the numbers is. It, it looks similar to what Mel Tucker did at Michigan State, and all of a sudden you're incredibly you're making a run with a bunch of new players that you didn't have, you know, eight months previous. Um, so I, I don't know if he gets to eight and four. Uh, and look, by the way, the schedule flips. You 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 know yeah. you're going. You're going to Auburn, you're going to Florida, you're going to Texas A&M, Alabama at home. Uh, You know, is Max Johnson end up at Florida State? Wouldn't that be funny if LSU's opener in the Superdome in New Orleans on that Sunday, Labor Day weekend, against Florida State? Is Max Johnson slinging it for the Seminoles?
4: No, that's, that's going to be very interesting. We've seen stuff like that happen before, and now we're going to start seeing more of it with the portal and being able to play the next year. Uh, Mike, I know you guys got some great stuff going on over there at TigerBait.com. I know right now LSU fans are thirsting for information. Tell everybody where they can find your stuff.
7: Yeah, we've been blowing it going. Go to TigerBait.com, subscribe, choose the annual package. You can find me on Twitter, at uh, Scarborough Mike. And LSU Tigers on TigerBait is our YouTube channel. We hit a milestone of subscribers last night, our show's club. Uh, blowing and going there so check us out at tigerbait.com we want to have you as a subscriber if you're an lsu fan
4: mike you do great work brother you know i'm going to be calling you back soon man it's going to be interesting uh, we're going to wait and see some movement and see when it breaks i appreciate you my friend
7: you too jay boy merry christmas everybody
4: hey yeah merry christmas brother thanks mike all right well there you go and again it's funny we can go back to the clip right when brian kelly got hired what i say at first it's not going to be warm and fuzzy and, and all this. He is going to do it his way, and it's going to rub some people the wrong way. But guess what? Look at his track record. It works. The conductor. The conductor. That's what he is. Yeah, put on the hat. Put the train smoke out there. Hit the whistle. We got to go. He's a conductor. He, what? It's a beautiful orchestra.
5: It is. The, 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 it's just beautiful. And then you get Brian just to come in here and get everybody yeah. to swim in the right direction. Right there. It's, it's right like, here. You
4: know what? Give me one of these you know what? And and Gary on the kick drum. Come, on the come. Kick drum, Gary. Come, come. On the kick drum. On the kick drum. Gary. But anyways. Now Brian. We are, Brian. <laughs> we appreciate you guys. Brian, what's the Booster Club hey, saying? I put a poll
5: out early. I wanted to know where the Booster Club sat he had to and know. their opinions. He had to Should know. Should Georgia be in the playoffs? And you know how we do this, boys. All right. You know how we do this. I hate this game. So, this one we do, Cone, you're going to go first. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Should Giants, Georgia Giants
6: be God. in the playoffs? Booster Club. Yes. 85%.
4: <sighs> I'm going to go Booster Club with a resounding yes at 85.1%. Okay. Wow. Should Georgia
5: be in the playoffs? No. 9%. Yes,
4: 91.
5: Oh, Give me yes. the trophy.
4: <laughs> look me in the eyes, Cone. Don't ever look And me the 9% again. that the 9% <laughs> that voted no, I want you to type yeah. into the chat. It's why. a it's, it's Emanuel whole family watching the show. <laughs> whole family watching the whole show.
5: We but, uh, we had a question here from Eric and I try not to laugh Eric. during this interview, but y'all know the backdrop for Mike. He said which he said, "Mike, which brick behind you leads to Diagon Alley?"
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious! Oh, that oh, oh keep dying. the Harry Potter attention. Yeah. they attention. They pay attention is. to they the do. show. They They're really not just do. hearing it. They know? really do. It's it's like it's like you gotta enjoy all the flavors, every facet. It's you gotta enjoy it. I always make fun of Reed, my girlfriend because she like, she'll get a plate full of three things and eat like one thing at a time. I'm like, how does yeah. how does that work? Do well, a lot of people do that's that? That's one way to do it. Like, yeah. they just eat one thing and then move on to the. I can't do it. I couldn't do that. Anyway, sorry. got a question
5: here from Dakota Faulkner. What's up, mm, Dakota? Hashtag AskJBoy. says, what potential playoffs team should hit the portal the hardest this offseason, and what positions should those teams address?
4: Okay, I'll go ahead and tell you. All of them and the position, offensive line and defensive line. That's what separates the portal to me. Again, I'll go back. You can find receivers and DBs a lot of places. There's not a bunch of offensive tackles that can come into a major Power 5 conference and hold up against these defensive ends consistently and fill a huge gap. That's why you saw Virginia's, uh, one of Virginia's best offensive linemen got in the portal. You're seeing these. That's what the race is. Now, unless you don't have a quarterback and you got to go find one, and then there's a Max Johnson and Spencer Ratton, all these guys. But in aggregate – There's a lot less offensive linemen and defensive linemen that can help you in the portal than there is wide receivers
6: and DBs and stuff like that. I'll tell you a team who sticks out to me, especially watching how this season ended culturally, is Texas. Oh, have to. They need to go get some guys just from a culture standpoint.
4: I agree. I mean LSU too. A lot of the places too, the big time places that lost coaches that are gonna lose a lot of guys are gonna have to intake a lot of guys. That's where like that thirty two. Yep, yeah. yep. I mean look at LSU, we just had Mike Scarborough mm-hmm. on. They're having a bunch of a bunch of guys leave. But speaking about signing, there's been a lot of talk about the signing period. And should we move it back to where it was or should we bring it forward? And I've been this way since it started. The timing of this is not good. It's all about timing. It's for many reasons. The coaching carousel. You're having to hire a coach who's still playing. I mean, we've seen plenty of examples of it. I mean, USC fired their guy three weeks in the season. And you're having to get guys, and you try and get them before the signing period, because now, in December, this is not an early signing period. This is the signing period. And you're having coaches that are barely able to recruit, because typically... You get into December, a guy takes a job. You got until February. Are you hire him in January, after the bowl games? You got until February. Now you almost have to give up on it. And it puts the kids in a bad spot. If I'm committed to a school, and I know you can say, all right, well, I'll sign in December. Well, a lot of schools are saying, no, we want you now. Or they're saying, I can wait and sign until February. They want them now so they can go, go through spring. But it either needs to be moved. How do you ever hire a coach from the, from the NFL? Can't
6: do it. How would you ever hire a head coach from the NFL? How would that have impacted Nick Saban coming back to Alabama I mean, or a situation it's, like that?
4: It's, there's so many reasons it doesn't work. Now, if a kid wants to enroll early, mm-hmm. that's fine. We've been doing that. But you need to have the grades to enroll early. That that should be, that should be the choice. All right, you want to enroll early? All right, you got the great, You're an early
6: enrollee and you would have had to make that decision when you're like a freshman that's a, yeah, right yeah yeah I mean, that's this a plan. is a this is a
4: 3 year yes. decision yes so so when i'm looking at this who does this help
6: who does it help in december it doesn't help anybody so is the descending is is december is it officially signing day or is no, it just unofficially look, no, the no. de facto
4: it is signing day so it just depends on what term you use some people call it the early signing period but to anybody that knows okay. anything it is the signing period okay. because most of the kids are signing in december yeah so it doesn't help anybody
6: so move it back to february and that's what it should be i think they should move it back when did it? Be, when did it become over fifty percent of the kids are now signing? Oh in man, we've only had February. this thing for
4: like three years. Okay. It was literally through yeah. the second year. Especially with the pandemic in 2020, kids are trying to get somewhere.
6: I'm trying to remember how they did it because when I went to Michigan, there were only two kids who enrolled early. Mm-hmm. That was at the very beginning of I'm this, I'm guessing right? one of them was quarterback. There was a, a quarterback was probably one of the two, I would think. No, it was a running back, Carlos hmm. Brown from Georgia, one of my boys, and then one of the offensive linemen from, from Columbus, actually. Who, <laughs> really? Justin Boren, who came in. Only two guys, and that was like the first I had heard of that. Like you were saying, it's not a decision you can just make when you when you walk onto campus your senior year of high school. Oh, you know what? I think I will play college football and I'll enroll early like you need to have that yeah, set up yeah, you
4: know you need to have the ability to enroll early but signing in December because just because you sign in December mm-hmm. you know doesn't necessarily mean you know even if you have the grades to do it that you're going to go there and do, some kids don't don't do it early still sure so but it's it's the timing of it is what I have a problem with. Mm-hmm. It, it's from an, a whole perspective. Hiring coaches, firing coaches, trying to get guys from the NFL. Then all of a sudden the kid's been committed all the way through December. It's just a, it's a problem to me, and it yeah. can all be solved by pushing it back to February. Some people want to push it to August 1st. I would rather have it August 1st mm-hmm. than
6: December. you know. But, but if I had to pick, I would move it back. And another thing, it doesn't allow these coaches to finish out the season with the teams they're with, if you're a coordinator or if you're trying to be a head coach. Like Billy
4: Napier was one of the few guys who was like, I'm coaching the conference championship Good for him.
6: Yeah. Good for him, But I just
4: don't know. It's just we've tried it. You know, there's nothing wrong with ordering a different flavor of ice cream every now and then. But if you don't like it, you're going to go back to the one that always worked. If I love Oreo ice cream. But I don't like and, and I get mint chocolate chip just to try it out. Hey, I don't like it. I'm just gonna reorder the Oreo. We can autocorrect. We can auto-correct. But I think it should happen. What's the booster club saying? Yeah,
5: we have got a question here from Hollisell hashtag Ask J Boy. Hmm. How do you feel about the reclassifying of some recruits?
4: Look, it, if you're able to do it and it's your choice and you want to do it, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Like, like I don't have a problem with that. It, it's literally the. Be, Being able to sign in December. It just causes more problems than it fixes. If you, look, if you want to sign, if you want to enroll early, great, do it. If you have the capability. If you want to reclassify, do it. It's America. Do it. Reclassify. But we need to put the signing period back in February. Yeah, I got
5: a question here from Caleb Clemens. What's up, Caleb? Mm, Caleb, what's up, man? Could you see AR from Florida hitting the transfer portal?
4: Look, at this point, you could see anybody hitting the transfer portal. They just lost a commitment from Nick Evers to. Um, you see, he's talking with Oklahoma. But man, I feel like if you're Billy Napier, that's the biggest recruit you got. Yeah. Like, and and you know Billy's zoned in on him, coaching the quarterback. So would I be shocked? No. But I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think Billy's going to keep him because AR realizes he's the guy. Yeah. And Florida's a place that can turn around real quick. And I wonder if Billy's been like, listen, you're not going to have anybody nipping on your heels.
6: Yeah. What's like, like, your show? What like the last staff no. put a lot of faith in him, so I don't yeah. see why this so decision. Throw it. Yeah, I don't see why this decision would all of a sudden make him say, I, "Now I want to leave."
4: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think if he was going to bounce, he'd have bounce after they fired Mullen. Exactly.
6: So it there was a captain. Yeah. yeah, we got a five dollar donation. Oh, here from hit that God- button, from Garth
5: Cassidy. What's up, Garth? <laughs> Better than Garth Brooks. And he says, "Hey, fellas, I know Party the kids on. that go to Notre Dame last year had fourteen early enrollees. This year, they will have eleven or twelve
4: coming in January." And again, let, let, let me say this again. If you want an early enrollee and you can do it, then good for you. As a coach, I would love for you to early enroll so you could go through spring. But that's not everybody. Not even close to everybody. And that's not the only problem. It doesn't just affect the kids. It affects, the unib- it affects everything. It throws the timeline off. It just throws it off. It's like Matthew McConaughey going through the wormhole when he got put in, like, the 3-D bookshelf, like, time was thrown off. He's like, this is nothing that makes sense, but now it makes sense because we moved it back.
5: <laughs> yeah. Got a question here from Kyle Kennedy. What's up, Kyle? Yeah. He said, do you think uh, there comes a day when a program recruits primarily from the transfer portal rather than incoming freshmen?
4: Look. Yeah. For yeah. some teams. But, but isn't that you basically don't wanna- what Mel Tucker did? Yeah, but you don't – I don't know if you can sustain success on doing that. Football's not like, – football really doesn't work that way. Like, you got to develop guys. Yeah. Like, when, when you have 85 on scholarship on a roster, 120 overall, you know, 105, to whatever, you got to develop guys. So the guys that are going to have the most success, to me, are the ones that get the best high school players, develop them, but then pinpoint three to four places every year where – because, again, you can be the best roster management guy in the world. Nick Saban, best one in the world. Best one in the world. You're still going to lose something sometimes. Look at what Alabama lost on offense last year. Didn't you go out and get Jamison Williams? Come here. Mm -hmm. Or you go out and get a big-time defensive lineman or a big-time offensive lineman to help? Maybe you've had some attrition. Maybe somebody got hurt, you know, and and you're having to fill that gap in the roster. Those are the guys that are going to have the most success. Mm -hmm. That are are heavy high school and development, turning high school players into good players. Because physically, it takes time with most guys. Yeah. But then you're able to go and be a sniper in the transfer portal. Those are the guys that are going to have the most success. Now, will guys take chances and say, you know what? We're just going to turn into a swinging gate. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: We're just going to bring. They can try it. I don't think that's how you sustain long term. I don't think that's what Mel Tucker wants to do every
6: year. No, I mean, look at Clemson. I find their success fascinating with them sort of having a no transfer policy. I wonder, like we were talking about, I wonder if if Venables will. Continue that because Oklahoma great question. is a school who could benefit right now, you know. Yeah, from I, I, of look, transfers. look,
4: look. I think I think he's going to have to hit the portal because you have to because you wanna, look. You only get one chance at a first impression. You only get one chance, and Breton them want to coach V and them want to make a good impression, so they're going to go to the portal. I mean, you know, that doesn't mean you're not going to get a ton of high school kids. Again, it's a blend, but it needs to be heavy high school and development and then pinpoint and snipe the transfer portal for places that you need now. Like, if you don't have a left tackle and you've got a kid that that's a redshirt freshman that maybe, you know, he's almost there and you got no depth behind him, you need to go get somebody. Injuries happen. Mm-hmm. So, to me, that's what it looks like, look like.
5: Blaine, what else we got? got a question here from Adam Swind- Swindle. He wanted me to make sure I got that right because his name spelled wrong you here. You pronounce been Adam Swindle. Swindle. Yeah,
4: you pronounce his name right. I've been saying you Swindle. Say it's Her name is, is It's Christina. spelled like that
5: on here. Tell me it's spelled wrong on here. So. Her
4: name is Christina. So,
5: this is the definition of winning the water cooler right here. Hashtag AskJBoy. Boy says, can you explain how kids can enroll early and re uh, reclassification uh, reclassification works? I see it
4: all the time, but I don't understand. Okay, well, th- to enroll early. Or to reclassify, especially going forward, you have to have the grades and the credits. So you can't just be like, all right, I'm a C student, I'm going to reclassify. You know, And then you have age. How old are you? That's the biggest thing for reclassifications, especially when you're going back, uh, is age. So if you kind of fit the honey hole of the age to be able to do it, we see it in college basketball all the time. So it's age and grades. That's just how it is. Most kids, and it's funny, we're kind of seeing it on both ends of the spectrums. You you have some guys that want to hold a year back, kind of like kids that got held back in third grade or whatever that were really young. You know, stuff like that, wanting to be around kids more their age, whatever, whatever. It's kind of that same theory. Now, if you're going forward and you're going to play up, that's because you have the grades and the ability to, and they think that you're good enough to play up. So it's age and grades. That's the best way I can explain it. Alright, we
5: got another five dollar donation oh. here from Garth Cassidy. He's
4: back. Gosh, Garth, open up the piggy bank. We're trying to get bread in. It says, guys, I watch your program
5: every day. You yes. do great work. Appreciate that, wow. Garth. He says I think they started the early uh started early for the signing period. They wanted to stop all the poaching that was going on.
4: Listen, well guess what? Walk out in the woods, somebody's hunting where they're not supposed to. You'll never stop all the poaching. You'll never stop it. So what is the tra- what is the transfer portal now? I know that's what they need to be careful about. Yeah, like that. I mean, again, if we're really worried about that and I can see why you think that. But just like a lot of ideas, sometimes you run them, run the models and eh, not that good of an idea. Let's autocorrect. So I can see what they were thinking when they were thinking I was yeah. in it when they did it. And it was nice one year and we had most our guys wrapped up. Made January a whole hell of a lot less eventful. But is it the best thing all around for the sport? I don't think it is.
6: I was going to say one thing. I thought maybe one of the first things they could try in terms of the transfer portal is to let those juniors and seniors or, like, guys going into their fifth year transfer without a penalty before you allow freshmen and sophomores to to, to leave school. That way you sort of still instill this value of, like, hey – you know, you, you made a commitment to stay like with that school. Yeah. And now you have a large enough sample size as a junior or senior, or you see, like, what something like Russell Wilson was able to do from NC State mm-hmm. to Wisconsin, right? Sort of finding that perfect system before he gets drafted. I was a little surprised that maybe we didn't see something like that first because now you're not just tampering with a kid who's a freshman who maybe didn't play as much as he thought he would first year. Yeah. And now you have another school who's colluding or something and going and getting him right well, away. Well, and,
4: and again, we talked about too, like, if you're sitting there and, and I'm, just for an example, I'm not. Saying this happened. If I'm Florida and we're sitting there playing, and we're playing just, I don't know, South Carolina, for example. And, you know, we're, we're uh, you're up and, and you're watching. At what point do guys start watching other players like, all right, we're losing three corners next year. Two are going to the draft. That kid's a freshman and he's a stud. You know, this team's struggling. We're doing really good. Hey, let's go shake hands after the game. Bring me the hey, Yeah,
6: just do it on the field. To like coaches Voldemort, are shaking hand. and be like, uh, he's going to play for us next year. Yeah, season, they'll be like,
4: hey, what size? <laughs> Shoes? Yeah. 12? So great. Oh, God. Look what I
5: just found. Shocker. Yeah. Great game, coach. The number 13's already transferred. Yeah, so great
4: yeah. game, coach. Yeah, we're going to take him. Has he too broken as well. the news to you. Yet? Yeah, Yes, yeah. he told yeah. you I hate to He's loss. coming
6: with us on the bus.
5: Yeah, yeah. he's coming with us on no, on the bus. He's transferring right before the game yeah, started. Yeah,
4: yeah. All of a sudden, he's playing
5: against you. No, it's <laughs> yeah. your whole game <laughs> No, it's plan.
4: their quarterback. No, is playing the NFL. against you. No, <laughs> that's true. 100%. It's very got interesting. One more, we're going to get
5: to hope. Beautiful. Got a question here from Luke Stewart. Hashtag AskShayBoy. Luke. He says, Why doesn't Zacoby McLean?" Get no honors this year after making hundred plus tackles.
4: I don't, you know, he gets a J boy honor. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't have a great answer to that. I, I mean, I can't, I can't make it, I can't make excuses or explain something that doesn't make sense. Probably the same reason that Will Anderson didn't win more awards. I, I look, it's hard. I know it's hard when you're trying to give awards. My problem is sometimes I feel like they try and spread it out too much. It's like, well, we got to have a certain amount of awards from here, then we have a certain amount of awards from here. Well, he's a freshman. How's Brock Bowers not winning the Mackey? What? That's crazy. How's he not win the match? How's Will Anderson not sweeping the defensive awards? That to me, you want to talk about bias? We can talk about bias in that. I mean, we got to start saying, yeah. listen, either you're the best at that position, and I'm not talking about like the good works team. It's like, you know, you helped, you helped old women cross the street and you made a bunch of plays. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the true best defensive end in the country, best linebacker in the country. It should go to the best one. So Kobe should have been on the list It just—it It is what it is I can't explain that away There's no explanation I can be like well here's the reason Right here I can't do it I, I just can't because it doesn't exist But Justin Hoganson does exist And the Auburn Auburn offensive coordinator search is still existing. Let's see what he thinks. All right, everybody, from Auburn Live, the new On3 site, uh, one of our recurring guests is as we're monitoring coaching searches from multiple schools, uh, head coach and assistants, Mr. Justin Hokinson, Hoke, it's always a pleasure to have you, buddy. I know it's been a busy week.
2: Yes, it has, man. Good to be on here.
4: Definitely. Well, let's hop right into it. Auburn OC search. I uh, Put out the name Austin Davis a couple days ago We've seen they moved on from Zach Hill You're seeing Frank Ponce, Del McGee You know, you've heard a little smoke about Damian Craig Even though that seems to have kind of subsided At least from what what, what I've seen Where does it stand right now in your mind? Uh, is there one or two guys that you think Have elevated themselves?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean if, if I were saying now, I still think Frank Ponce is a name that we heard uh, Since last week So I would imagine he's still in the picture you know Del McGee's a name we heard since last week. He's still going to be in the picture. Jeff Grimes is a name we heard, but but I but I haven't really heard anything to make me think he's, um, you know, he's like a, a, a not a very likely candidate. But I keep yeah. mentioning him because you know he knows Harson and there's there's a relationship there.
4: And he's been here before. Uh,
2: yeah, and then you got Austin Davis who who came up um, earlier this week, uh, the Seahawks quarterback coach. Who you know, there's some there's some intrigue there um on how that would work uh and then we heard kenny dillingham again that probably falls more into the name of interest but i i wouldn't say he's a likely hire at this point but he's a name of interest got you know the oc at florida state so that's that's kind of where we're at i don't know if they're trying to make the hire this week um i'd imagine they want to get it done but they're also recruiting like crazy this week so i don't know what the difference between wednesday thursday or friday would be for him at this point i don't know
4: yeah, I was going to ask you about the timeline, but at the end of the day, you got to make the right hire with, with the signing period coming up. You know, again, the, the blowback that you have felt would have already been felt from losing Mike Bobo. My thing, Hoke, is when you when you when you fire a coordinator, Mike Bobo wasn't just a coordinator. or A coordinator, you know, resigns, however you want to call it, whatever, parts ways you still got to have somebody to coach the quarterbacks. So when, when I'm looking at who they're going to – I know Brian Harson is not going to sit at practice an individual and coach the quarterbacks. So you would think that they'd have to bring in somebody to coach the quarterbacks or move somebody, and I'm trying to rack my brain of who that would be on the Auburn staff to coach the quarterbacks. Uh, wouldn't that have to fall into that category, into this hire?
2: I would have to think so. I mean, I don't know how you do that. If you hire an OC that doesn't coach quarterbacks uh, – I mean, because Harson, yeah, he, he's a head coach. He can't devote his entire time to coaching the quarterbacks. Um, and Harson doesn't want to, I don't think, wants to do that. Keesaw, I mean, Keesaw is now your receivers coach. I mean, what does mm. he know about coaching the quarterback? I mean, and, and the way Harson talks about when you listen last year, the way he talks about Bo Nix's play or TJ Finley or whatever, whatever he expects of the quarterback, being a former quarterback, his standards are really high. So not just anybody is coaching the quarterbacks. It's either Harson. Where it's a quarterback's coach. It's somebody who's got that experience. Somebody like Austin Davis makes a ton of sense Mm -hmm. um, from that that regard. So, I mean, there's a high level there. So not just anybody's going to be bumped into coaching the quarterbacks.
4: Yeah, and and hope to, uh, you know, looking at kind of of where Auburn stands right now. And and it's something we've been talking about, Brian Harson, the hiring process and finding guys that fit. Another big question is play calling because if you're going to hire somebody as the oc and they're not going to call plays typically that's going to be a younger guy that's trying to get his prestige up a la kenny dillingham the first time he came uh to auburn was a young guy you know what wasn't going to be hugely involved in calling the plays do you think brian harson is going to call the plays next year or maybe a better question a better way to phrase it do you think this hire is going to tell us whether brian harson is going to call the plays next year
2: uh yeah i would would imagine the hire will, will tell you that um You know, I I think he's certainly leaning that way. If you look at who his favorite, you know, who the the front runner was, Zach Hill. Zach Hill was at Boise for four years. So you're talking about somebody who Brian Harson has already signed off on, already knows how he calls plays, has already been in the trenches. So in that regard, Harson was comfortable with that guy calling plays. But unless there's that kind of comfort level, I mean, if that's what he's going for, who else has, is he going to have that kind of comfort level calling plays Mm -hmm. that's out there? I don't know. So then to me, now it's, It's either that or i'm calling plays that's kind of how it feels and so you know i don't know somebody like frank Ponce, that'd be tough to bring him in and say i'm going to call the plays that guy's been around um but mcgee you would call plays austin davis it would make a lot of sense to to call plays and let him really help recruit and, and and teach the quarterback so depends on the hire but yeah i'm missing on zach hill and then looking at kind of who's out there if you don't get frank Ponce, then it makes me think Carson may may call plays
4: yeah, and again, it's it's an interesting dilemma. We saw Gus Malzahn go back and forth from calling plays. You want to kind of be stable, and, and whatever the decision you make, roll with it, stick with it uh, at the end of the day. Uh, but, Hope, sign day coming up. I know Jay Lee does a lot of the recruiting stuff, but I have been hearing from people that I trust very much that Auburn is going to try and bring a big haul into the transfer portal. And you know what? You have the availability to do it. The greatest teacher is experience. Do you think that would be a smart move with where Auburn sits right now?
2: Um, yeah, th- there's no question they're going to dive into the transfer portal, probably at specific positions. I mean, there's some positions that they're returning a lot of a lot of players. I mean, they've mm-hmm. got a lot of DBs coming back. I mean, they're losing guys, but there's a lot of DBs coming back. There's a lot of defensive linemen coming back. Um, I think offensive line is a is a place they got to get a few receivers. Probably a place that you got to get a few because um, you need immediate impact guys there. Um, you know, you need immediate impact guys there maybe a linebacker you know you're losing obviously two guys in in McLean and and Wooten so you're losing a couple linebackers there so maybe you try to go find a linebacker that can push to start um and then and then build some depth there recruiting wise we'll see man the the last week's gonna be crazy for Auburn they're going to make a push in the rankings it's just how much it's just do they go from 35 to 15 do they go to 35 to 20 do they go from 35 to 23 like Somewhere in there, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna fall. They're not gonna get everybody, but they're not gonna whiff. It's not gonna be a disaster either. So they're gonna make a push on that signing day. It's just look the thing you gotta remember. And you go back to Gus Malzahn days. Gus had um, you know good recruiting classes, highly ranked classes. But if you miss on, on positions of importance, then yep. those numbers don't mean as much. So just keep that in mind when you're thinking about Auburn. Is like yeah, close, strong. But hey, if Drew Bobo doesn't sign with Auburn, that's offensive line. You know, So there are certain positions that they need a land, guys, receiver or whatever. So um, take a look at that, too. They'll rise in the rankings, but also see if they can close on some positions that they really need to close on.
4: Definitely. And, and we'll take a quick turn to basketball before we let you go. Justin Hokinson yeah. from Auburn Live, uh, the On3 affiliate, doing a great job over there with our friends Pink, Jeffrey Lee, and the group. Hoke, uh, there were some reports coming out that Auburn and Nebraska may not play Saturday because of the flu. Then a report came out saying they are going to play. Let you comment on that. Do you think they're going to play? And? Watched a lot of Auburn basketball, seen a lot of Auburn basketball teams. This seems to be a team that, especially when Alan Flanagan comes back, will have a chance to make a run.
2: Yeah, it looks like they're going to play. Um, you know, we just talked to Bruce Pearl um, on you know a few, a few minutes ago. He said he said they're going to be there. So, um, <laughs> you know, if Nebraska <laughs> doesn't show, then they don't show. But I mean, I, I think I think the game will happen. Uh, as far as the roster, as far as what kind of team Auburn has, yeah, I mean, Auburn's got everything in terms of talent and potential of how you would build a team. They've got the pieces, they've got height, they've got length. they've got uh, defensive ability. Uh, they got some guys that can shoot the three they've got scores Jabari Smith or Flanagan when he's healthy that he can go get a bucket. You got shot blocking. Um, the only thing that needs to continue to develop really is Wendell green and Zep Jasper at the point guard position. Uh, you know, you get the tournament time and it's all about those guards. So the better they get, at running the offense, um, the more comfortable you're going to feel in looking at Auburn as a team that's capable of making the you know making a run at the Final Four. Basketball man is is look. There's a lot of there's good teams every year that get knocked out in the Sweet 16 or the Round of 32. Yeah. Like all you can do is say, do you have the pieces? Auburn's got the pieces. Beyond that, it's how, how do they gel, maturity level, how far do those point guards come, and things like that. But they've got. They've got they've got good chemistry. They got a team mindset in terms of they just want to win. It's not a mm-hmm. it's not a battle of who gets minutes. There's a lot of good things to like about this team in terms of how far they can go. There's no question that depth is a depth is real. I mean, every time they, every team they played, they pretty much wear down that last 15 minutes.
4: Definitely. Well, Hoke, I appreciate it. everybody. Check out uh, the Auburn Live, the On Three site. Uh, they're doing a great job. Hoke, I appreciate it, buddy.
2: Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it.
4: All right. All right, Justin Hokinson there giving us an update. Again, trying to f- get a feel on everything coaching search-wise, I do want to say, with signing day coming up Tuesday. It's next week. Got some big-time recruiting coverage coming on. Got Andrew Bone from Alabama coming on tomorrow to talk. Billy Lucci coming on Monday. A&M is just racking and stacking right now. <laughs> we always know Bama is. But I wanted to devote, like we did yesterday, the last part of the show. Actually, you know what? I would, Let's read that quote from Kevin Warren real okay. quick. I want to read Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner who doesn't believe in signing contracts, even though he's a lawyer, came out with a quote today. And I want you to read it, but there's some
6: at the end. This is, from, this is what he really meant. It's from Br- Br- Brad McMurphy Mc Mur- here yep. on uh, Kevin Warren's quote mm-hmm. I'm 100% for playoff expansion. What's the right number? We Wait bantered around eight. Want to make sure we grow yeah. it slowly. Also, mm-hmm. 12 is attractive. Three things for me. Wait for it. We need to protect bowls. Oh, Admirable. Okay. 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 Big believer in auto bids. Wait for it. And open it up to multiple media partners. Gotcha, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah.
4: That's what you really want. That's what. And you know what? Do I blame them? No, with the position they're in. But I'm going to tell you, like a lot of people told a lot of people, good luck with that. But that last thing right there is the biggest thing, the multiple media partners. That's why a lot of them are mad at the SEC. They're like like the Amazon of, of – media in, in college football. They just gobbled it all up. But had to get to that. That was a good find by you. De La, Club daylight Booster, Blaine. What's shaking? Got a question here from Casey Bird. What's Casey
5: up, Casey? in the sunshine, man. Uh, he says, who gets more ACC titles over the next five to ten years? Mm-hmm. Clemson mm-hmm. or the U?
4: Over the next five years? Five to ten. Five to ten? Five to ten. Let's go Let's go five. Let's go five. Let's go five. Clemson. Clemson at five. What They're about that? At ten, even. Even Stevens? Even Stevens. Wow. Look, a lot of people, including our, our good buddy David Pollock, not huge on Mario Cristobal. hmm I am. I think he's gonna do well. What else we got?
5: Got a question here from CJ Franklin. CJ. Who is more of a weird fit? Edo and Eugene? <laughs> or Brian Kelly and LSU?
4: Man, that's a great question.
6: <laughs> what a question.
4: I think Ed O's good enough to kind of blend in anywhere. I just think the Brian Kelly and LSU fits fascinating to me. It's just fascinating because again, it's just those are two you'd never. Let's be honest, guys, those are two yeah. you never saw coming. That's no. the couple you never saw Didn't coming. Didn't see it. Didn't see opposites it. attract. Opposites do attract, and you know what? I've always said people are like, "Oh, well, you got to fit in the LSU this that, and the other," but hey, who gets more love than the transfer? You know, like even you know, you go from one high school to another for a week and a half. Hey, you're the biggest news around school. People love bringing other people in and immersing them. You know, you think Brian Kelly's got an accent now? He's gonna be sounding like like the special teams coach from from SC Or
6: what was the meme you sent from, uh, farmer for? farmer
4: friend. You know, a farmer friend. farmer <laughs> Like they're gonna be doing post, post give game karaoke. He's gonna be give me, give me the home and way you make it home. Wang and make it. <laughs> That's what he's going to sound like within <laughs> three years, you.
5: Yeah, we've got a $5 donation from Ooh, Garth. Goodness, <laughs> Garth.
4: Garth Party on. the account. All right, being a Notre
5: Dame fan, which he is, to expand on what Cone was saying, which that is you. That's me. Lots <laughs> of Notre Dame guys get their degree and uh, then play their last year or two at a new school.
4: Okay. I mean, that, that happens a lot, you mm-hmm. know, G- it's grad transfer. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. You get your degree and, and you go somewhere else. It happens a lot, especially with quarterbacks. Uh, some schools, uh, more than others, again, it's just do you have the grades and the ability to do that? We and call you those do, guys smart. Yeah. They got a Notre Dame we, degree. Yeah. We okay. call those guys prepared. And then they get a chance now. to make their yeah. fifth year
6: to maybe launch into the NFL. Yeah.
4: for sure, for sure. But I, I do want to say something, and this is going to be random, but, but I do, I do want to talk about this. I, and I want to ask the Booster Club this. How comfortable are you with flying? I know that's really random. I know it's random, but I literally flew for like a total of nine hours. And listen, I've flown a lot, but I'm still not comfortable with it in the least. I do not like flying. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, I get to fly, I get three hours off, my hands sweat the whole time. Like, I'm the guy that's, like, checking the plane when he walks on. It's like, well, wing looks good. Talking to the pilot. Talking to the pilot. I want to see. So, uh, you know, how long have been get doing this? Yeah. I'm I like, hope- hey, you know, I don't want a Denzel flight situation, you know, to make sure he's not back there, you know, just hitting mimosas or whatever before he takes off. I always started
5: with, how, how are you feeling today?
4: How are you feeling today? What side of the bed did you wake day? up on? Feel good about but it? But you said something, and I just don't understand why okay. this isn't a yeah. thing.
5: Okay. First of all, as as me, as me your brother, I've flown a lot, too, and I can't stand
4: it. I, don't, I just don't I hate like it. it. I hate it. It's, I don't
5: Control thing I know percentages You're more likely to yeah. crash. car Well you know
4: what Guess what the, the plane goes down The percentage are It's not yeah, going to be good And thing- I know humans Make planes And I know there's A lot of really Dumb people In very important places And that's just What I think
5: So I've a lot And this is the first time This has ever happened to me Alright I was in <laughs> Like seat B Which is middle seat Which you don't want But I was in Kind of the middle Of the plane so the uh, stewardess walks this up is so funny, bro. and looks at all of us and says, hey, you know, I thought she was going to kind of run us over, you know, the things you go for to plane, the oxygen mask, blah, 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 this. But she looks at us and says, hey, just in case something goes wrong, y'all are in the section of the plane where I'm going to need your help. <laughs> was it an exit row? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just sitting in the <laughs> plane. You, I
4: just wish I could she have seen Blaine's face. I maze. am
5: sweating
1: profusely. Don't we're come about to hey, that. you looked at me in the eyes.
5: And then, no, hold on. And then went individually. Individually, <laughs> each person in like two roads. You have to verbally that's agree. the exit row. You have to verbally agree. Had to be. Yeah. The yeah e- first, first of be. all,
6: the exit row is the best because you get the most room. But, you but, as a big guy should love it. But that's the concept
5: of the, but, but, the situation listen. that we're talking hey, about right now. If the plane goes down,
6: it don't matter how much legroom room I got. No, it's still nice prior to crash that you had legroom. But oh. you the, what? she just wanted you to be Santa's little helper that day man. But, this, <laughs> yeah. but, but here's l-
4: let me let me tell you what would happen. If I was ever on a plane and it was going down, you know what we if I was on the yep. Xero, get smart. You know, we're going to play a game called where's the parachute? Yeah.
6: I know it's up Where's here. the what? button in the bathroom?
4: <laughs> yeah. that I have to hit Where is for it? the parachute to be on the mirror.
5: I know it's here.
6: Why do you think I brought my brother Aaron to Vegas? Yeah. Pilot's license. Yeah, there I, you hey, go. Yeah. Hey, automatic she
5: helper She looked at me and said, "Will you help you to verbally agree, and I was just like, I was looking around, at that and everyone was
4: just like... Yeah. I was it's like, like yeah. yes, but I know that'd be the last person. You yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, all right, hey, Jake, we got to get that.'" You like, look at me? I'm like literally like looking in the walls, yeah. like where the parachute. I'm outside is. trying to fix
5: the wing. I'm just yeah. like screwing the little thing in the wing. <laughs> just
4: don't look at me and say if something goes wrong. The first plane we got on, they were like, "Hey, we're gonna need some of y'all to move around. We got some weight and balance issues." No, I was like, "Wait, no, get off the I was plane. Like, wait, get off I, the like, wait, it's like, wait. I know what happened to, to Leonard Skinner. That's now. bad. Okay, yeah, that like, bad. like I know what happened to left eye. All right, so I don't want any weight or balance issues on the plane. But I'm not one of those people. It's like, oh, I'm gonna go up there and go to sleep on the plane. I'm like this. <laughs> Like, the whole time. I'm the guy that gets mad when somebody opens the window because I can just, like, see out there. I just, heights ain't my thing. And I'm it just, I don't know. I digress. What's well, the question I'm about that? Was there a question that said No, there wasn't. No, I just no, had to get that off oh, my chest. I feel
5: well, you, know, brother. We I feel you. Two, we have a $2 donation from uh, no other than Garth Cassidy. Goodness, Garth. You got to pay rent this said, month. He, dog. He says B- it on. big jets? Okay.
4: Small jets? No way. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, though, why don't we have parachutes in there? Like why? Why am I buckling? Why am I buckling myself in to go down? They're like, hey guys, guess what? The boat's sinking. Everybody go underneath. Yeah, we got
5: paddle boats under there. Especially if you have a first class ticket. Why don't I have a parachute? Glasses yeah. that show me yeah. things that I'm not supposed to see. I mean, why don't I look like D.B. Cooper, to the White to House free like, guy?
4: Yeah, like free, free guy. guy. No, it's like it's like, like D.B. Cooper. Like why am I not like literally? Why can't I be like? Oh no, the plane's going down. All right, here we go. Green light. Go 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 go. Have we not figured that out yet? Maybe I just don't understand the science of it. But anyways, what's the Booster Club saying, Blaine? Um, we have a question here from uh, Caleb Clemens.
5: But real quick, Justin Decker said, "I'd lock Blaine up off the line." No, you wouldn't. Um, <laughs> wow, locked him up. Um, Caleb Clemens, Dan Mullen will make uh, comfortable completions for Trevor Lawrence that will be capitalized. Do you see Dan Mullen maybe going to the NFL?
4: Been screaming it. Been screaming it. Been screaming it. Been screaming it. He wants to be in the NFL. He wants to call plays in the NFL. He doesn't want to have to worry about recruiting and academics and, oh, his mom's pissed and uh, this, this. He doesn't have to worry about that. Or, hey, listen, the, the AD is not exactly, you know, excited you wore Crocs to the press conference. You know, he do not have to worry about that. Like, he just wants to go, be like, all right, here, here's what we're going to do. Here's the adjustments we're going to make. Here's the plays we're going to run. That's it. That's all we got to do. All right, high fives. All right, you know, let's go grab a beer. You know, whatever, whatever. Cold soda, whatever you want to call it. What else we got? Got a
5: question from Mike and them. Hashtag Ask J, but what's up, Mikey? He said, could expansion inadvertently help the opt-out problem with more teams playing meaningful yes. games? Yes, You've been yes, saying yes, that. yes, yes, yeah. yes,
6: yes,
4: and, yes. And here's the thing. It's not even about teams that make the playoff. You have 12, that means there's a lot more teams that have a chance to make a playoff. Therefore, a lot more guys will stay to try and win games late, big games. I mean, another thing that's going to be great is all of a sudden if you're a team that's fighting, you know, you're nine you're nine and two and you're fighting at the end, there's going to be games that have a ton of importance that didn't have a lot of importance for teams, therefore limiting opt-outs. That's exactly right. That's a winning formula in my opinion. What else, Blaine? Um, Dion Green wants to know, so uh, we're, not, we're not flying to Australia then. I'll go. Look, I never said I wouldn't fly. What I said was I'm not comfortable with it. It's just like I'm not huge on jelly, but I will eat pepper jelly. Like if I if it's there. Like it just I'm not I don't I won't not do it. <laughs> like you see what I'm saying? I just am not super duper comfortable with it. I don't like it. There's some people that are like, oh yeah, you know, I get my two hours off, whatever. I see people just hanging out, talk, like turbulence, people are laughing, like turbulence, I'm like, you know, like holding on to the sides, making decisions. You know what I'm saying? Like really thinking forward. I mean, I'm literally, yeah, th- I'm literally like the guy from Law Abiding Citizen when they're like, "Listen, he's got every step planned out. Like, if he's alive, if he wants you dead, you're gonna die. No, if I, I'm gonna have a, there's gonna be a situation. I'm gonna find the parachute. Yeah, I don't think people I know really where it, realize I, it's got to
5: be up there somewhere. Yeah, I don't think people really realize how high you are in the air and how look, fast. I don't even want to talk about it now. You are. I don't want to talk about it now.
4: I don't even like talking about it. They're like, oh look, you can see the clouds. I'm like, you know how I like to see the clouds? Like this. Because guess what? If I fall down out of that, I'm just going to get right back up. I'm just go look at Oh, it's Cumulus Nimbus. <laughs> wow, that one looks like a, a witch's foot. Like, I don't know. What else we got? Got
5: a question here from Samuel Vasquez. Samuel L.O. Oh, Vasquez. Samuel Vasquez Quintana. Ooh, I Hashtag like that. Hashtag Ask J-Boy. He says, how do we feel about Dan Mullen to Oregon? Would it work?
4: I, no, I just. As OC. As OC? As OC or head coach? No, I'm throwing that in Oh, there. you're throwing that in there? <laughs> As head, look, and I know Oregon kind of recruits itself. I don't think Dan Mullen wants to coach in the college game. I don't think he will be 100% happy or happy Dan in college. He wants to go to the league. I'm just telling y'all. So, could it happen? Anything could happen. But I just don't. He doesn't seem the guys that go in there and be like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to recruit. And we're going to do all the other stuff. This is not Dan Mullen to me.
5: Got a question here from Casey Bird, hashtag AskJBoy. In a 12-team playoff, do all conference champs get an automatic bid? Yes. Feels like upsets could cause even more controversies come final selection.
4: So, like, upsets in, like, the conference championship game? Well, listen, you know what? One of the cool things about it, and I know it's not going to be just like college basketball. What I like seeing is in college basketball, those teams that maybe aren't going to make the NCAA tournament, that win their conference tournament, get an automatic bid. I think if you win your conference championship, Yes, you should get automatic bid. You should. I know it's going to be like, oh well, uh oh, you know, an eight and four Oregon State just won the Pac-12. That may knock a team. Out. Look, it happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. It's part of it. I think yeah. again, again, it's going to make college football better. It will make even more intriguing games last even longer throughout the year, and especially at the
6: end. Yeah. You talk
4: about bubble watch. Yeah. You think you think the bubble watch gets ratings for March Madness?
6: <laughs> And it creates a clear metric for which to follow and takes away a little go. bit from that eyeball test.
4: There you go. It's a little more concrete. It's a little more you can kind of reach out and grab it a little
5: sure. bit more. Now i got a question here from Dakota Faulkner. What's up, Dakota? Hashtag AskJBoy. If you're Caleb Williams, what situation is best for you, Oklahoma, USC, or LSU?
4: He says, I can see pros and cons in all three teams. You can. I mean, I think if you're Caleb Williams, you're sitting in a good spot. I don't think you'd go wrong with either one of those. Now you look at Oklahoma, you're familiar with it. You know, we talked with Parker Thune yesterday, and, and he recruited a lot of guys to go to Oklahoma with him, so that's going to have some impact there. But if you're Caleb Williams, you're in the catbird seat. Caleb Williams isn't going to forget how to play football if he goes to USC. But if you're asking what is the best situation to win, I mean, USC. I mean, look at the Pac-12. If you want to be honest, Caleb would go ball in the Pac-12. Second to me would, would be LSU probably because you know Brian Kelly, even though they're losing a lot or getting a lot in the transfer portal, but he's comfortable with Oklahoma. I I think he's playing with house money. I think any choice he makes, he's so talented, he'll be fine. It's just which team can get the best players around him. That's the question, which team has the best offensive line. Those are questions that Caleb Williams will be asking, and he should.
5: Got a question here from Jim Lawless. Hashtag oh AskJBoy. Lawless, says, Jim. What do you think about Texas who are desperate for O-line and Q- uh, QB offering offensive linemen 150 a year and offering uh yours uh, $4 million a year to come play their, pour their fan site, Orange Bloods?
4: <sighs> you know, if you can't beat them, buy them, I guess. I mean, it's not dumb. If it's within the rules. Somebody in Texas got smart. They're like, how about we give this money to offensive linemen? and a really good quarterback because they're looking around it's like well that's how you win so I think it's smart is it is it kind of greasy you know is it kind of dirty do you feel like it's kind of cheap yes and until we have guardrails on this whole thing and they kind of figure it out you might as well strike while the iron's hot you might as well get it while you can and what's the quickest way to get better get better up front so I think they're smart I think they're just so tired of losing they're like all right how much money is in the vault <laughs> oh, that much? G- get all of it. Get-, get like 3 million gallons of oil, too. Let's just figure this out. We, we got to win. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. The power grid, any of that stuff, don't care about it. We need offensive linemen. And it- I bet it works.
5: Yeah, I got a question here from the green soldier. Hashtag AskJBoy. Does Cincy even have a chance at a win if Bryce plays 70% of his potential and 100% being the UGA surgery that happened in the SEC championship? <sighs> okay. Here we go. Tell him about it. Wow. <laughs> Try to kill my father, man.
4: You want me to be real with him, son? Be real with him, son. You want me to be real real with him, son? Be real with him. Tell him. They're going to get slaughtered.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> listen, listen. I, and, and I get it. Okay, I get it. Cincinnati's in. You know, here we go. Anybody can beat anybody on a given day. I just, I don't see it. This, again, this isn't some... Obscure bowl where half of the SEC team's like, nah, I'm getting ready for the combine, fellas. I got to get ready for the Wonderlit. Got to get some studying up. This is for all the marbles. So you're not getting one arm behind their back, Bama. You're getting, we got to win this to play in the Natty Bama. And Cincinnati is a great story. It's been a great story the whole year. But what? It hasn't. You know what else is a great story? <laughs> James and the Giant Peach. That is, is a great, giant great Charlotte's Web. But guess uh, what? If James and the Giants Pe- Peach played Bama, I'd take Bama minus 14.
6: That movie was so weird, man. I
4: Here's what I look at, and everybody's like, listen, I get it. Sauce Gardner's a really good corner. He ain't seen Jameson. I know Mechie's out. Alabama's got a bunch of them. But the difference is up front, and it tied in. Who's going to block Will Anderson from Cincinnati? Who's going to block him? I'm just telling you guys, I've seen, I've seen Desmond, Cincinnati would have to play the game of their lives to have a chance in the fourth quarter in this game. I'm saying y'all can quote me on that. Y'all can put it down and y'all are holding. Here's where y'all really screwed up Cincinnati. Y'all got the mascot holding up signs saying Bama wants us. Let me tell you, let me tell you a story about how that goes. The last thing you want to do is give this man and those men any sort of extra ammunition. And if you don't think that every day Nick Saban is talking to them saying, do you guys realize that Cincinnati thinks they can beat us? And you know what? He's probably like, they're good enough to beat us. And imagine being the team that lost to the playoff to Cincinnati, the first group of five teams. Mm. And you're not saying this to the little giants. There's
6: a lot of weight on those shoulders. These
4: guys are going to come out wanting to just, I'm just telling mm-hmm. you right now, right now, Alabama is going to drag Cincinnati. Yeah. They are going to drag them. The only thing scarier
5: than Alabama is playoff.
4: Yeah, that's Alabama. what I'm saying. Like, this isn't, you're, not getting, you're not getting Bumblebee. Yeah. You're getting Optimus. Yeah.
5: This is an A&M on the road. Yeah,
4: and guess what? Christopher Allen's coming back. McClellan may be coming back. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad you. this is happening though Because it needs so, to happen no, Listen, you know me, I didn't want Cincinnati in the playoffs Still don't think they're a top four team But, but I'm so glad we get to see it I want to see it I really want to see it so bad so i can just stop because at first it was they'll never get in now you're gonna get in and the guys that said they never get in and they'd have a chance didn't think they were gonna get in and now that they got in they gotta see it Uh uh-huh you're gonna get held to the fire we're about to find out and if cincinnati wins like i told our good friend timmy b i'll be the first one come back here saying i was completely wrong but i got a good
6: feeling well i was gonna say i got a feeling pollock and i are locking in the wager for the orange bowl michigan georgia i think maybe you and and timmy brando we, yeah, we have maybe that, a little wager we do we do have a, like a, kind a, of a, a
4: soft wager we need to really set the terms Let's on it we're terms. gonna get timmy b back before but i'm just so glad and i just want you guys to know from the bottom of my heart bama dropped cincinnati by 25 30 21 somewhere around there i'm gonna talk it i'm come back
6: on here and i don't think tim's gonna want to take the points he feel, he's confident no, I asked, in Cincinnati. No,
4: it's recorded. I asked, I said, and, and everybody that listened to it will say the same thing. Do you think Cincinnati beats Bama? And he said yes. It wasn't, do you think Cincinnati loses by three or ten? I said who would win. He said Cincinnati, I said Alabama. That's recorded. And now we get to see it. As we say on this show, sometimes you must dance with the blind candlestick maker. And we're going to get to. We are finally going to get to. And I am just so jacked and tan about it. I can't even just tell you guys. Just when it's, when it's 17 to nothing in the first quarter, and it's we, everybody can see how bad it is, I'm just going to be like this. I may go live and
6: just do this. You think 17-0 first quarter, huh? Let me tell you something, David. It smells like a wager <laughs> coming along.
4: No, no, sta- no. Keep no, keep no, your You energy. can't triple stamp a double yeah, stamp. You can't you. triple stamp a double stamp. Thank you. What, what I'm saying is, just for everybody that said Cincinnati can't get in, the minute Cincinnati got in, they're like, man, damn. They like, shouldn't. It's
6: unfair. It's not
4: fair they play Alabama. They should play Alabama State. But I want the championship now. Yeah, <laughs> it's my money, and I want it now. <laughs> it's hilarious. I can't wait i can't wait literally i just can't wait all right one more a couple more for the boost club and we gotta wrap up all right I got a question here from dodger fan 559
5: hashtag what school that's currently down does college football need to be back on the map in national contention usc miami etc
4: all of them all of them you want to know how you have the best restaurant have the best have have a lot of good stuff on the menu you want a salad, we got one of the best salads. You want a sandwich, we got a great sandwich. You want a steak, we'll grill the hell out of that thing. It needs to be good in the West Coast. It needs to be good in the Northeast. It needs to be good in the Northwest. It's going to be good in the South. It needs to be good in the Midwest and on the and, and everywhere. The Miamis, the Florida States, the USC's, the UCLA's, the Michigan's. The, we know Ohio State's always good. It, it needs to be good around. We need to have versatility, and the big dogs need to be good, and the little dogs need to want to be the big dogs because eventually sometimes you catch one. So all of them, et cetera. All, last, right,
5: all right, last one. Perfect way to end. We got a $4.99 there it is.
4: donation. <laughs>
5: from connor morgan He's what would austin davis bring to auburn as the
4: oc and would he be a good recruiter i think he would just knowing the type of guy that he is he's going to bring experience at the position he's going to you know bring bring a fundamental something that that Bonix continues to improve on and, and we even saw it this year if he's the guy that stays at auburn uh he your quarterback's always going to be fundamentals eyes are going to be in the right spot he's going to know when to say when you're going to be able to go out and say listen 18-year-old, guess who I just got done coaching? Oh, I don't know. Russell Wilson. You know who that is? He's pretty good at football, at quarterbacking. So I, I think, to Austin, from a schematical standpoint, is a really good fit because he's still relatively a young coach. You don't have to go in there and give him the castle. But, you know, he'll be happy with being able to work to quarterbacks and obviously being very involved in the game plan and, and this, that, and the other. So I think he brings a little bit of everything. People say, oh, well, he hasn't really recruited before. I promise you, knowing the type of guy Austin Davis is, he will be f-
8: You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep tight stories. Listen to sleep tight stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Fine, He will be fine. There's a lot of guys that are really good recruiters that haven't done a ton of recruiting. So, uh, at the end of the day, I think that's what he brings. But you guys are the best. Shout-out to the Booster Club. Another, another hot day, Blaine. Uh, stay hot. Stay hot. Stay hot. Stay hot, like Steph, when he's, when he's not injured. Just stay hot. Just give it to me. Where is it? Oh, it, it went in. I'm in the corner, and I'm open. That's exactly right. But, like Cincinnati's chances of escaping the first round of the playoff, we're going, going. Gone.
1: The J-Boy Show is produced by David Cohn, associate producer Blaine Crane. Audio engineer Faison Sharif, executive producers Jake Crane, Vince Thompson, Steve Chamberlain, and David Cohn, voiceover announcer Mark Aston. Please subscribe to The Volume on YouTube, where you can catch us live weekdays at 3 p.m. Win the water cooler with The J-Boy Show.
0: The Volume.
8: When was the last time you replaced the air filter in your HVAC? You should replace it every three months. Luckily, FilterBuy is here to help. They have over 600 sizes to choose from online, and most orders ship free to your home or office within 24 hours. Plus, all the filters are made in the USA. So you can worry less about pollen and dirt and toxins in the air and breathe freely with FilterBuy. Order now at FilterBuy.com.
0: This episode is brought to you by SunChips. Sun chips are making it easy to snack a little smarter this year, so you don't have to give up your favorite snack. Reveal what else you're never going to give up in 2022 for a chance to win $1,000. Official rules at NeverGonnaGiveItUp.com. No purchase necessary. Enter by February 27th, 2022. 17+, 50 U.S., D.C., and P.R. or a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories.